الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيث ما كنت وأتبع السيئة الحسنة تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم It's also a very concise hadith from among the many very concise hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In a few words, volumes of advice, volumes of knowledge have been given to the ummah. And each one of these concise advices are such that if a person holds on to them, then they open out so many roads for one and makes the entire deen easy for one. In this little Hadith Sharif, it's three sentences, three advices. These advices were given to by Rasulullah to Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala. He once addressed Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he said to him firstly, Ittaqillaha haythuma kunda. Udhar, fear Allah ta'ala wherever you may be. Now fear Allah ta'ala is what is the command? In many ayats of the Quran Sharif, this is the command, Ittaqullah, Ya ayyuhal nasu ittaqu rabbakum, Ya ayyuhal ladhin amru ittaqullah, fear Allah ta'ala. But this word, wherever, حَيْثُمَا kunta, Wherever you may be, there is significance in every letter, every word that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said. So this also is not without any meaning, without significance. This is emphasis. Why? Because sometimes we select the places for taqwa. In the masjid, for example, a person will be muttaqi. But the same taqwa that is adopted in the masjid, for example, in terms of taqwa of the tongue, so a person is in the masjid now, he's conscious, or he's in the haram sharif, so he's conscious that now I must not make khibat. So the taqwa of the tongue is being adopted. The taqwa of the eyes is being adopted. The taqwa of the tongue, in the sense that he won't talk any vulgar languages, in the masjid. So there's various ways in which he's adopting taqwa in the masjid. That same taqwa is required, for example, now in the business as well. Just as he will not speak anything vulgar in the masjid, he won't speak anything vulgar in the business also. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, whether a person is, for example, with his wife, 
So now he's muttaqi. Now he's not looking around at other women. Because his wife is looking at him. So like he would not now jeopardize his marriage now by doing something that is totally forbidden in the presence of his wife. So Nabi Islam is saying, Hey Suma Kunta, wherever you are, whether you're in the presence of your wife, whether you're in the presence of strangers only, that a person now is in his hometown, so now he conducts himself in a certain way, but he's in another end of the world where nobody knows him, he is totally a stranger to everybody there. So even in such a place, he's gone far away from home, he's on a business trip, he's on some other work. So he still conducts himself that same taqwa that he would conduct himself in the presence of known people. So at every stage and at every time he's being asked to keep this taqwa in front, the fear of Allah Ta'ala. What is this fear of Allah Ta'ala? For a true lover, for a true ashik of Allah Ta'ala. The fear is that Allah Ta'ala must not become displeased with me. Because for a lover that is the biggest azab, that my beloved is displeased with me. That is it. This is the fear. Allah Ta'ala must not become displeased. And if a person doesn't have that level, then the fear of the azab of Allah Ta'ala. But in any case, this is the message Nabi Islam is giving. Wherever you may be. Whether you are in the masjid, whether you are in the business, whether you are at home, whether you are on the street, and whatever you may be doing. Like in the case of, for example, business. So that business is being conducted also with taqwa. One sahabi had gone from Madina Manowara out to Sham, to Syria. And he went to buy a whole consignment of alcohol, of wine. Because it was not yet forbidden. Initially, the prohibition hadn't come down. So this was something discouraged, but it was permissible. So he took his whole life earnings, his entire capital, everything that he had saved. He cashed up everything and he went to Syria, to Sham. As one of big important things. So he went and bought this whole consignment and now he's returning. And before he can return, the ayat of the Quran Sharif is revealed. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu innam al-khamru wal-maysiru wal-ansabu wal-azlamu ritsum min amali shaitan fajtanibu. Don't you believe that all these intoxicants and all forms of gambling is filth from the actions of shaitan, from the handiwork of shaitan. Therefore, totally refrain from it. Because this will destroy deen, it will destroy dunya also. It will destroy a person's akhirat and it will destroy his dunya as well. So stay far away from all this, completely. So now this ayat of the Quran Shari was revealed. And he is still coming back with this whole consignment. He doesn't know about this. As he is about to enter Madinah Munawara, somebody meets him outside on the outskirts, they ask him, they see what he's bringing along. They ask him, do you know what ayat was revealed? <coughs> he says, what was revealed? He says, this ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed. All this has been now totally forbidden. So he stops right there, he leaves it there, and he comes himself into Madinah Munawara, and he comes straight to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
any inquiries? That this is what happened. I wasn't aware that this is now forbidden. I went before the verse of the Quran was revealed. And I went and spent my entire life's earnings. My entire capital. Everything was now invested in this. So what do I do? So I one of us, perhaps we might have approached the whole question differently. That we would immediately be asking for some kind of leeway. That now I should be given some kind of opportunity to cash this up first. I won't buy again. I won't sell again. But this is something that happened. I bought it before the prohibition. So I should be allowed to cash up. I should be allowed to now get my money back. No, he only asked, what is your command? So Nabi Islam told him that the command of Allah Ta'ala is clear now. It is all forbidden. If it's forbidden, it's forbidden. So he wakes up from there and he goes to where this entire consignment was kept, was left aside on the side. And he breaks every single bit of it, destroys it, lets it go to waste. Because he sees his success in that obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is pleased, then my work will get done. Everything will be good for me. And if Allah Ta'ala is displeased with me, then everything will go in a haphazard way for me. Everything will go haywire. So it doesn't matter my whole life's earnings, my entire capital, everything I had saved up. Everything is gone, but it's not gone. Because it's gone in the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. It's gone in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So that is the success for me. So this is the taqwa that Nabi Islam is teaching. Wherever you may be, stay with taqwa. Wherever you may be, stay in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Now we are insan, we are human beings, we are not angels. And the Anbiya Alayhi Wasallam, they were the masoom, sinless creation of Allah Ta'ala. We are weak human beings. So this taqwa would sometimes by chance get interrupted person might slip up into something. So together with taqwa, Allah Ta'ala has kept tawbah, which will keep restoring the taqwa. Tawbah is what will keep restoring the taqwa. Like a person is in wuzu, his wuzu breaks, he goes and makes wuzu again. But the tawbah has to be sincere. That a person sincerely with remorse, with regret, comes back to Allah Ta'ala and resolves not to commit the same thing again. Genuinely, sincerely, from the depth of his heart. So once he's done this, cry to Allah Ta'ala, shed some tears of repentance, <coughs> that taqwa which got disrupted has been restored. And that command that to always be with taqwa. This is now, he's still fulfilling it. So this is a mu'min's life, between taqwa and tawbah. That he has to live with taqwa, and it gets disrupted somewhere, he'll immediately make tawbah, and restore it and carry on with life between taqwa and tawbah. His tawbah is, continu- is continuous. But this is the lesson Nabi Islam is giving us. Wherever you are, all the time, be constantly conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Allah is watching. Allah is aware. Allah Ta'ala knows whatever is going through my heart and mind also. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورِ he knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. So this was the first lesson Nabi Islam gave. Then the second lesson he gave him was, 
that this taqwa is what you are required to observe at all times. But if you slipped up somewhere, on the one hand you're going to make tawbah, but then at the same time you should do some righteous action also, so that the effects of that guna also are wiped out. That sin, one is the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, then that sin has some negative effect on the person also, on his heart. With sincere toba, the sin will get forgiven. But the effect of the sin may still remain. It's like a person, he by mistake took some poison. He took some poison, it had an adverse effect on him. And he became very sick. And he became very weak. I realized that by mistake he took this poison, so he then got treated, took the antidotes and whatever else. So finally then I told him, okay, the poison has all been cleared. Poison got cleared, but now he's still very weak, still down and out. He still needs to now come back to his original strength. He needs to get his energy back. So likewise, that sin weakens a person spiritually. With sincere toba, the sin will get forgiven. But that spiritual strength has still, still to be regained. So Nabi Islam is saying, that if you have committed some mistake, some wrong, then follow it up with some righteous action. So that the effects of that are now wiped out, it is now erased. And that spiritual strength comes back. There are some Ahlullah who advised that if by chance a person made some mistake somewhere, on the same spot of earth make istighfar as well. On the day of Qiyamah, if that spot of earth testifies that he committed a sin on me, so everything will talk on that day. On that day, Allah says, we'll even seal their mouths. Now their hands will start talking. Their legs will start talking. The skin will speak. I mentioned one hadith, the first thing that will speak on the day of Qiyamah from a person's limbs will be his thigh. And he'll testify. He'll give evidence. Evidence against him. Where he went, what he did. So now, the sincere toba will get the sin forgiven. But together with that, now this person is doing some righteous deed on the same spot of earth. So if that piece of ground testifies against him, that same ground will testify that he made toba also on me. He made istighfar on me also. Then the other lesson that comes in the sea is that this a'mal, Nabi Islam is saying, hasana. You made a mistake, do some righteous action. This is a'mal, righteous action, good deeds. Good deeds, this is the solution. This is why this has been given as that you committed some problem which is now bringing down some difficulty on you. Because the sin has all kinds of effects. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, that a person sometimes this is being descended for him. But due to a sin that this is uplifted. That a person is deprived of risk as a result of the sin that he has committed. So sometimes that sin becomes a means of getting deprived. That sin creates so many other complications in a person. 
causes. Dunya is a place of cause and effect. The kind of asbab and causes that we present, that is a kind of effect comes. So this is the thing that a person with a'mal, like his deeds, this is the solution. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Badiru bil a'mali fitanan mudlim. But there are times coming when such fitnas will come. Such fitnas will come that are like the parts of the dark night. Total darkness. In total darkness, a person doesn't know where he's heading, left or right. Doesn't know where, whether he's walking into something, a ditch he's going to fall into, whether he's going to tramp on something that's going to harm him. Whether he's picking up a stick or a snake, he has no idea, in total darkness. So such fitnas will come that a person won't know which way to turn. A person won't know what to do. It will take his sanity away. So now what is the safeguard from this? These are the fitnas that will come. So before saying that, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ Hasten towards a'mal, towards righteous deeds. Somehow, when it comes to a'mal, then a person is ready to just suffice on the bare minimum. If a person has made his five salah for the day, then we regard ourselves as super Muslims. And anything beyond that is not necessary. Anything beyond that, what's the need to do it? I perform my five times salah. To start off with how we performed it is another question. If he performed all five, and how he performed it with khushu and khudu, with devotion and concentration, <coughs> fulfilling all the etiquettes and the adab of that salah in a way that is according to the sunnah, that is another question on itself. But already that makes us feel we are super Muslims. Anything beyond that, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some zikr, some tasbih, some uh, other righteous deeds. So this is something not necessary anymore. Whereas Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sahaba say in one sitting, we would count more than 70 times istighfar in one sitting. One gathering. Every now and again, is making istighfar. Who is making istighfar? Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi So Nabi sallallahu is giving us the solution. Badiru bil a'mal. Hasten towards a'mal that will become the safeguard to these fitnas. And in the time of fitna, a person will be protected with the barakat of a'mal. A'mal will become a safeguard. So likewise, in this hadith, we are being told, That a person has slipped up, he's made some mistake, he's committed some wrong by mistake. So now there's something to do to undo the damage. And that is to do righteous deeds, get back to a'mal. And a'mal are the protection, a'mal are the safeguard. So this taqwa and doing righteous deeds, this is hukukullah. This includes the whole hukukullah, all the rights of Allah Ta'ala. But then Allah Ta'ala has servants as well. His makhluk, his creation. And in order to complete deen, we have to fulfill the rights of both. Rights of Allah Ta'ala and the rights of his creation also. So together with the, the first two advices, Nabi Islam gives the third advice, and deal with people with good akhlaq, with good character. This is the weightiest thing on the day of judgment of the scales of good deeds. The weightiest thing. 
good good character what is the summary of good character the summary of good akhlaq that to deal with the makhluk to deal with the creation of allah taala in such a way that khaliq becomes pleased allah taala becomes pleased there is some total of akhlaq deal with the creation in such a way that the creator becomes pleased now this goes across the board all the creation of allah taala our parents also the creation of allah taala how do we deal with them is it in a way that allah taala becomes pleased likewise our children the wife in the case of the wife the husband how do we deal with them in a way that allah taala becomes pleased the employer and the employee akhlaq in the workplace is this in a way are we dealing with one another treating one another in a way that allah taala becomes pleased the neighbor is a creation and makhluk of allah taala and every muslim and every non muslim is also the makhluk of allah taala and we have to have this uh compassion for the entire creation of allah taala the compassion in terms of dunya and how can every person have peace tranquility in dunya and in akhirat which is ever lasting about dunya is temporary today we here and today we gone but even in dunya here also we will wish well for every person and we will deal with every person in that way that we wish well for him and especially every mu'min and every mu'min is our brother he will be dealt with with the greatest akhlaq with the greatest compassion greatest kindness and any non muslim also he is also the creation of allah taala there's a hope tomorrow he will also accept iman and get saved from the everlasting doom of the akhirat so that compassion for his everlasting success also has to be there he is also saved from that punishment of allah taala in jahannam so just as we will be wishing well for him for dunya and that too will be earning the rewards by assisting by helping the person who is in need person who is in some difficult circumstances so likewise we will assist whoever we can and as much as we can to take a person towards jannah also whatever effort we can make in that direction we will make every person must go to jannah also so a person who has iman and is far away from deen will make effort on him also and a person who is away from iman itself will try to bring him to iman and one of the main things that will bring a person closer is akhlaq the propaganda that has been continuing from centuries the islam spread by the sword so what is being meant is a different sword but the reality is it spread with the sword of akhlaq the sword of akhlaq that went through into the hearts it didn't touch the body it went into the heart then the body felt the benefit also so this is the real thing akhlaq and this is what really is the magnet which draws the hearts towards iman towards islam towards righteousness so nabi islam is giving us this complete comprehensive prescription all of deen is in this every bit of deen has come away in this that ittaqillah fi allah taala in taqwa our salah has come into this there is five times salah without it 
taqwa is not there. Fulfilling zakat, discharging hajj if it's farz on somebody, fasting in the month of Ramadan, all the other obligations of deen, staying away from sin, refraining from the sins of the eyes. Allah Ta'ala is commanding, say to the believing men to lower their gazes. Don't commit haram. Don't deal in haram. All this is in this taqwa. And righteous amal all the time. This is the hukukullah. And together with that, Allah Ta'ala's command is to fulfill the rights of his servants also. And that will be fulfilled with akhlaq. If a person has good character in him, then he'll have justice. Then he won't be unjust. If a person has good character in him, then he won't have anger in him. Anger which is uncontrolled, just venting on anyone. His wife, his parents, his children, his neighbors, his employees, and anyone and everyone. Anyone comes in his way, but they are chopped down with his anger. Now if he's got good akhlaq, he'll fulfill their rights by not being unjust on them. By not venting anger on them. By not being, uh, not harming anybody by taking the right away, by usurping somebody's rights. So all this, the rights of the creation of Allah Taala, will be fulfilled with this good akhlaq. In these three advices, the entire deen has been given to us. And for this entire deen to come, just merely by speaking it one time, listening to it one time, it doesn't happen like that. We get inspired. By speaking about it, we feel that this is something I should be doing. By speaking about it, by listening to it, we feel encouraged. But till we don't make an effort for it, it doesn't come. Illa mashallah. We make an effort, a concerted effort, work towards it, sacrifice for it. And this is a system of Allah Ta'ala. What a person sacrifices for, he gets. For this is the effort of deen. All the efforts of deen are for the same purpose that how deen can come completely to our lives. And in this is the effort of Dawat and Tabligh for the same purpose. We're not one, two, ten, hundred. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people's lives have changed for the better when they made an effort in this concerted way to bring deen in their lives. So in this regard is the ishtima that is taking place in Stanger from tomorrow. That how this deen can come to our lives. How we can become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala ourselves and how we can become a means of taking others also to this Jannah this is what this Ishtima is all about so we should inshallah make sure that we are there for the entire duration of the Ishtima and be part of all the programs that will take place with the same intention only that how this entire deen can come into me how I can become the complete servant of Allah Ta'ala the true servant of Allah Ta'ala the Hukukullah also can be in my life and I can be discharging the Hukukul Ibad as well, the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala as well, in the way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with me. May Allah Ta'ala give all of us the tawfiq.